0: Welcome to the HTW Podcast, where your hosts, Erica Huss and Zoe Sekoudis, founders of Blueprint Cleanse, the iconic juice brand that sparked a multi-billion dollar category. We bootstrapped, scaled and
1: sold, and now we're moving on. We stepped away from the juicer and into the sound studio to talk about this rapidly evolving world of wellness. We'll sit down with wellness experts and entrepreneurs for candid conversations and tales from the trenches, how they got their start, how they turned their ailments into ideas and what they've learned along the way.
0: And we'll bring you news, updates, and our unsolicited opinions on everything we discover in sickness and in wealth. Located at the intersection of wellness and business, H2W is your navigator on the bumpy highway to well. Good afternoon, Erica.
1: Good morning, Zoe. Good morning. I just thought I would change it up a little bit. Okay, true. <laughs> um, how was your weekend? That was amazing.
0: Um, Funny you should ask. (laughs) Is it? Uh, Because I
1: spent a good part of it at your house. Oh, well, then that makes for a fabulous weekend, doesn't it?
0: Screaming at the top of my lungs into a microphone and getting toasty on mezcal.
1: (laughs) Screaming at the top of your lungs into a different kind of microphone, you should add. We were not podcasting this weekend.
0: Right. I was not I was not yelling into a podcast. I was just straight up karaoke. Yeah. And who doesn't love some holiday
1: karaoke? Especially when it's spontaneous and it starts at six PM and you feel like it's three in the morning. How did that happen? How did that happen? <laughs> that happens when you start at noon. Oh, it was fun. Boy, it was boy. fun. Yeah. Was a little, good. little bouncing back needed to happen today. I had some turmeric in my tea. For all of the inflammation that I've experienced from the weekend.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, let's see. I had some... You know, I went to... Greet, I went to um, Juice Generation. I had a lovely kale colada that they've taken off the menu, which is very upsetting to me. But So now I have to order it and just explain to them every ingredient that was in it. And they're just like upcharge, upcharge, upcharge. So then I walk out with like a $14 shake. And, and I shake of your life. And then I cry a little bit and think about how... I'm combating inflammation and then it's
2: okay.
0: Um, (laughs) Um, Yeah. It was so, it was so fun. It was
1: so fun. I had fun too. I'm so glad. You know, the
0: thing is about karaoke around the holidays is that you can sing. You have an excuse to sing Christmas songs and not sound like totally corny. I mean, you do still, you know.
1: No, but I think you're right. Like there isn't really occasion to sing Christmas songs at the top of your lungs anymore because none of us, at least in New York City, nobody's really going caroling door to door. Nobody's gathering outside on, you know, Atlantic Avenue with a little songbook. So it is... Not nice, yet. Not yet. Uh, it is nice to have the opportunity, although that does remind me. <laughs> I might actually be hanging around outside with a caroling songbook since we have a little holiday concert in my building and I'm part of the Broadway Sip and Sing Wednesday night singing group. Is it going to happen? I'm a joiner. Um, It is happening uh, at an undisclosed time and date because you will not be there to um, capture it. So
0: by unpopular demand, they will be singing (laughs) in your lobby, whether you like it or not.
1: (laughs) I think there will be some Christmas songs, some Hanukkah songs, some Kwanzaa songs. There's going to be a little bit of everything.
0: The holiday season is upon us and we need to start thinking about what gifts to give. And oftentimes I think that people give gifts that are, you know, sort of like the smelly candles and the cosmetics and
1: like, The nail polish. I believe they're called scented candles, not smelly candles. (laughs) Scented candles, great holiday gift, as is beauty. Let's talk about clean beauty. Let's make sure that when we give these beauty gifts this season
0: that we're looking at the clean beauty brands because there are so many out there now.
1: And um, one that we love a lot is 10 over 10. Love 10 over 10. Yeah. The non-toxic manicure. It's a salon. They have a handful of locations in New York as well as in California and in Austin, but then they also have their line of polishes, which you can get anywhere, which I love. It's really good quality stuff. That's what I love about it.
0: So we had a lovely conversation with Nadine from 10 Over 10, a co-founder of 10 Over 10, and she is able to speak at great length about clean beauty and we so appreciate that because it's one of our favorite subjects. And I confessed to her that sometimes when I can't make it into the actual 10 over 10 salon, I just make sure that I have purchased their like just a few colors and like a base coat so that I can just pop it in my bag and go to any regular old salon and just ask them to use that polish instead. And I think it's a happy
1: medium. Yeah. And I think it's a really, it's an important topic and it's a good conversation because I feel like nails are often like the afterthought, even people who think they're practicing self, you know, self-care and and clean beauty in other ways. You don't really think about what you're like letting your nails kind of soak in or what you're putting on them. And that's, there's some seriously gnarly shit in the conventional manicure, you know, products. And I think that it's very important for I mean for everybody it's not even just like if you're pregnant or you're trying to get pregnant it's everybody should know that like formaldehyde is not so great and you don't really want to be like swimming in that and it's very easy to find products that don't have it.
0: So we get into all that we tell you why some of these brands are really scary and some of the horrible diseases that they're contributing to and that's no joke so have a listen. I got a visceral massage yesterday, which was manipulated. And they're basically just like moving my organs around to put them back into place.
1: (laughs) Because they're all out of whack.
0: Because they're all out of whack post-pregnancy. And it's causing me problems. Anyway, so yesterday, my stomach has been like gurgling. It's almost like she moved my stomach into a different position and it
1: just keeps if I breathe weird or if I move differently it's like yeah well maybe that's good she's opening up some channels everything's (laughs) coming back into order maybe this is not the segue but well you can get a visceral massage I prefer to get a regular massage I get more massages now because I have a membership to Zeal so I'm what they call a zealot and it's cool because basically once a month I have somebody come to my house I have a massage table courtesy of Zeal and it's this incredible on-demand massage therapy where they come to your house, they're like available across the country. So they'll even come to Brooklyn, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice because it didn't used to be the case to get on-demand services in Brooklyn.
0: Yes, I have a lot more massages these days as well because I no longer have time to take an hour or 40 minute train ride to the spa or wherever I'm going and then spend an hour and a half there and then another hour to get back. I mean, that's like three hours of my day just to relax right. where at the end of it I'm totally stressed out so Zeal is a genius on-demand service and they're not creepy like the masseuses are totally they're all legit. normal
1: they're very well vetted most of
0: the time they are masseuses at these other spas this is just like their side right. hustle right, right. Kind and the of. cool
1: thing too with Zeal is that they actually work with hotels and spas so oftentimes when you're at a spa and you want to massage at like 10.30 or 11 o'clock in a hotel p.m. they're not gonna be able to do that but They book through zeal and so you're getting the same like high quality high caliber of massage therapist at your hotel which is kind of cool
0: yeah so Um,
1: and they're doing it in workplaces now too so you can actually use zeal for on-demand corporate wellness which is nice yeah, no pressure, boss. Yeah, uh, get I mean, it. like, I think somebody's actually coming right now. Just kidding. Merry Christmas. Just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, but they're all licensed masseuses, and um, they're amazing. And they even come with their own, like, relaxing music and beautiful, like, lotion. And sometimes they'll even have, like, a candle.
1: It's really nice. Yeah, it is really nice. We love Zeal, and zeal.com is the place to find them. And they've got an app, and everything is booked really easily through the app. And with a special offer for listeners, you can get twenty dollars off your first Zeal massage, and the code is HTW Zeal, and that's Z E E L. Is that too many E's? Mm. HTW Zeal, no. twenty bucks off. That's a pretty good deal. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> so, hi, welcome. Thank you, Nadine. Thank you, Abramchek. Did I pronounce it correctly? Yes, you
2: did. It's a tricky one. It is a, you said it perfectly. There's so
1: many more consonants than vowels. Yeah. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. Abramchik. Abramchik. <laughs>
2: what is, is that? Um, it's a Siberian husky name. That's It is. It is. It's Siberian, my husband's last name. So it took me five years to change my name because I thought it was such a mouthful. So, yeah. It's not actually. It's over pretty quickly. Yeah, Abramchik. Abramchik. Yeah. It's going to be over super quick. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I still haven't changed my last name. You don't have to. Both names are equally just, you know, ridiculous. It's like Secutus and Eisenberg with an I. Yeah, your kids are <laughs> fucked.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Yeah, I like to have the optionality. I'm a huss everywhere, but if somebody calls me Mrs. Kurtz, I will answer. I like it. Or yes. you could just combine them and do hurts. Hurts. Or, cuts. or c- cuts. They're both just yeah. painful. It's it's weird. A little they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're both very, like, tight and terse. I need some more syllables. Anyway.
0: Okay. So welcome, we need Eugene. to just say, yes, Thank welcome you. You. from Siberia. You are very pregnant. I just need to, for those who can't yeah. see you, which is everyone, how pregnant are you?
2: So I'm two weeks away from <gasps> giving birth. So really in the home stretch now, very oh, pregnant. Boy. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. And third time up at bat. Third time. And I. it's crazy how you forget what the last leg of pregnancy is like, but it's really a lot. But I can't complain. I felt good. I've had no like major issues during the pregnancy. Right. So all in all, I, I'm very thankful. But there's a lot of swelling happening. Yeah, and you just feel ready at the end. Yeah, yeah. You can do like an advent calendar.
0: True, <laughs> true. <laughs> I have a friend right now who's one day or sorry,
1: one week post.
0: So oh. she's one week late already, and she's just like, oh my god, she showed me a picture of her stomach. I should show you. You no. were late <sighs> too, right? You, I was two weeks late. Oh. I literally had an appointment to be induced, and then I was just like, I had the acupuncturist in my house every single day, just like sticking needles like two inches deep into like every pressure point. Yes, I did that too. Yeah, like two hours before my appointment at the hospital, I finally went to labor. I was like, oh, "Oh,
2: thank God. And there's kind of this like tug and, you know, pull between like, do I want to... Because every doctor is kind of like, "Well, you're ready at 38 weeks. You're kind of ready, and the baby's healthy. And here you go." Right. I always negotiate for days over, so I went two weeks oh, yeah. over with my other ones too. And
0: yeah, I had to like
2: it's beg. Hard. Yeah, yeah, you kind of have to beg. I was like, "You'll never find me. I'm just, I'm just gonna hide. You can't tell me what to do." I was like, "I will not show up,
0: <laughs> running through the streets like." For the giant stomach. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it was painful. Um, anyway, it'll anyway. be over soon.
1: <laughs> so let's talk about uh, you, Nadine, and your business 10 Over 10, yes. which is an incredible group of nail salons, non-toxic and beautiful environment. Thank in New York you. City. In New York City and
2: also other locations. Yes. We have our first location actually just turned eight years old yesterday. Yay, which congratulations. Is, thank you. Which is quite an accomplishment. We really started eight years ago with a single salon thinking, we are going to elevate the neighborhood nail salon. We're going to bridge the gap between the neighborhood nail salon that you kind of walk into. It's very quick. It's kind of down and dirty. Like, here's your nail, you know, here's your manicure and get you out the door. And the bliss type or more spa type service where it was really about, you know, the moment you're going to like book an appointment in advance and you're going to like right. really like take your time. So we were really bridging the gap between the two. That started with tri- the Tribeca salon. We opened four salons in New York City, one in LA and one in Austin. And we've really become this non-toxic nail place that's really sort of transportive in many other ways, but it's really very different than what you had found out there, especially eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the Tribeca, so that's the first location. Yes. Okay. Yes. I just came
2: from Fulton Street myself. Oh, nice. Your nails look so nice. <laughs> Thank you. They're fresh really nice.
1: after 30 minutes. So, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a believer. I love the 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 environment that you've created and the Thank whole you. experience. And I think, I mean, I personally was drawn to it by the non-toxic element, which I think you've sort of said that it's not necessarily, wasn't the original impetus, but yes. now that's kind of what you're known for. I mean, I was drawn to it because I have had terrible nails for a very long time. And so I kind of consumed myself with research over like, what is right. causing this? Like, you know, just like I'm in good health otherwise. And yeah. I take all the things and the collagen, you know, the supplements that are supposed to be great for your nails and nothing yeah. worked. And I was like, I wonder if it's actually what I'm putting on them and not what I'm, you know, consuming, consuming. or not consuming. Right. And that's kind of what led me to
0: you. Well, I will Thank say, you. Erica, you had a moment where you're doing a lot of gel. Right. And I was doing like... And I was like, don't put that on your fingers. <laughs> yeah. No, I good. did. Anything that requires you to like... Soak like cover each nail individually. Cover it with like tin foil that's been soaked in like God knows what kind of yeah. remover for like right. five minutes just to get
2: it off. Agreed, is horrifying. Yeah, to me. you and guys I obviously don't do gels, right? There's we do not do gels. Okay. So we've never done gels. You do gel I think removal. We do gel removal and we call it nail rehab. A lot of people yeah. come to us for nail rehab yeah. where it's people who have been exposed to gels. There are less harsh ones today than when we opened eight right. years ago, but it certainly has been tempting over the years to do gels because I can't tell you how many people walk in the door and then yeah. walk right out when we say we don't do gels. it lasts longer. Yeah. You don't have to sit and wait and dry. But it's yeah. not worth it, and it's too good to be true. Like Totally. I believe in that so much in life yeah. in general. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like the, you know, the quick results. Yeah. Right. A lot of times it's too good to be true, and it's harming totally. you in other ways. Totally. So that's what in our mind, gel is doing. And again, it's gotten better, but I think it was trendy and it's sort of a fad. And if you're going away for three weeks, right, it it helps. Do it once, maybe. I wouldn't. I had
1: terrible nails even before I started doing gel, so I'm not blaming it, but it definitely didn't help.
2: Well, a lot of people with weak nails were turning to it as a way to feel like they had stronger nails, but there are other ways to take supplements. Hydration is such a big thing. I mean, I think for everything in life, hydration can fix a lot of things. Yeah. But then just using a clean base coat also or using a clean cuticle oil right. does wonders for your nails. So I have a base coat on right now from Turn Over Top. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I was like, okay, so here's what I do because I'm That's what top, I'm wearing too. Just a base coat. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you yeah. go. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I can handle this by myself. So I oh, so I bought, I purchased like a base coat and like a couple of colors that I usually Go to like they're my go-to neutrals. And then I got a top coat so that if I can't make it to one of your locations, I just throw them in my purse and I bring them to any rando like right. nail salon and I tell them to use that. And right. then sometimes I'll even bring my own like lotion and they're just like, that's
2: girl, theric- you are some high maintenance.
1: <laughs> just <laughs> get a private manicurist. Yeah. But
2: yeah. No, and that's the point. It's like we want people to just have a a higher level of awareness and consciousness around what they're putting on their bodies because we personally adopt that in our lifestyle. So it's nice. I feel like it started very much with the food movement and we've all kind of gotten on board for the most part. In beauty, it really started with skincare. Then it's kind of gone to hair a little bit and nails is kind of the last frontier. Mm -hmm. So if we can give you a very easy way to have a trusted source where you can take a base coat to your nail salon, that's amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah. So let's talk about the health piece of it, right? Sure. So again, like you started this initially just for other reasons, but it's evolved in such a way where you're known for the non-toxic level. So this is the part that kind of trips me up and we could just back into it. But so sure. the language that a lot of the non-toxic brands use now has to do with like this factor piece. So it's either like five, I think it three, goes from oh three, three three to thirteen, right? Is that like the yeah. official range? <laughs> There's no real standardized language, right? So that's kind of the problem is that like across all these brands, there's no real language. Exactly. But so when you say three free, five free, ten free, eight free, like what is it, what ingredients is the nail polish free of?
2: Right. Yeah. Right. So again, there's not a lot of regulation around beauty. So it's very difficult to kind of say what people should or shouldn't look for. You know, some brands use 13-free or 11-free, like very high numbers to get the consumer's confidence. But in that group of 11 or whatever their, that number is, it could be something outside of just an ingredient. So in my mind, we call ourselves 8-free. Eight, 8 refers to 8 ingredients that we're taking out of the formula that we feel could be potentially harmful to your health. So if somebody's throwing cruelty-free in there as that does really as one of their that's another freedom yes. from, yeah right <laughs> or saying we're sulfate free or phthalate free right. or paraben free gluten free which well, you probably are anyway but right. like phthalates have never existed in right. nail polish so you, so you can say we're lead free right. Right. you would be hard pressed to find a nail polish on the market in the past 50 years that had lead in it it's like Correct. putting a gluten so free sticker on, on a like banana yes. yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly it's just like but on. that's that's so, the trickery that happens I think yeah. the things insane. to be careful about almost every Every single nail polish today is at least three free. A lot of amazing nail polishes are even five free, Essie for the most part, and very broad nail polishes in terms of reach. Essie, almost everything in their line is five free today. Chanel, NARS, like you name it, you can find cleaner nail polishes. So really across the industry, people are doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Um, But are some of those, sorry to interrupt, but Essie because that's such an established
1: old old school brand, yeah. have they reformulated or have they always been five free?
2: They have reformulated okay. in some points. I don't know when well, they done, last. Messy. Good yes, job, Yes, messy. And same with time. Chanel. Chanel reformulated about two years ago, you know, but they stand on different marketing pillars. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think formaldehyde is the number one ingredient so that ask. you should look for in a nail polish. The place where formaldehyde really hides is in a base coat. And the base coat is the most important thing that you should be looking at right. because that's what touches your nail bed. It's important that you use a clean nail polish, but it's more important that you use a clean base coat. And basically, in a
1: nutshell, formaldehyde is like, it's drying. It's, uh, I mean, there, there's so many yeah. negative yeah. impacts, that, but it's, it's very drying. So it can actually lead to cosmetically bad nails. But it's also like, I mean, it seeps into your system.
2: Right. It seeps into your system. And a lot of the chemicals that are found in a nail polish are airborne. They're dangerous because they're airborne and then you breathe them in. So mm-hmm. it's not... The small amount that you or I would be exposed to in a 30 minute visit to a nail salon once a week or once every two weeks isn't that bad. We really look at it from a perspective of a salon professionals line. Mm-hmm. So we're really thinking about the people that are working mm-hmm. eight hours a day, breathing everything in, making sure that it's not going to be harmful. those people I find it so disturbing to walk
1: into nail salons a lot of times outside of New York and I feel like because there are more there are nail trends that occur like there's a lot of other like extra level stuff happens in salons outside of like the areas that we're familiar with but I find it very disturbing to walk in anywhere and see them wearing masks yes because that to me says like you're sitting in this environment like you said eight ten hours a day should all be wearing masks I mean, it's just like unless they're well, but that's what's that's what's disturbing is like right. whatever it is that's in the air is yes. actually that bad. They should all yeah. be wearing masks, but that's Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah.
0: it's also not even, it's not just, I mean, you know, we're talking about nails, but it's also, you know, when I go to a hair salon, yes, so when I go to my totally. hair salon, it's just like, oh my God, yeah. it's te- it just seems so much worse to me because of the sprays and the aerosol. It is, it's true. I mean, these women and men are working like really long hours yeah. in both of these professions mm-hmm. and they're just, like, and actually, you know, so I'm not saying that this was the cause, but I've been going to my salon for a very long time. You know, and I've, like, recently had kids and, like, I and I feel like all of the, you know, all of the technicians there are all of an age where they're, like, trying to have kids. We're kind of, like, roughly the same age. Right. I feel like there have been, I've heard, like, a lot of stories of fertility issues in um, that. And, and you know, I'm, I'm trying to, like, scare anybody, no, but it's, it's real, it's, right? It's like, not a direct like, link real. necessarily, but no. you can't rule it out. I can't, I can't not... Sort of put all the pieces together and be like, huh, what are the odds that like four women here have had like some kind of IVF or yeah. you know fertility challenges yeah. I mean it's not a coincidence right. it just isn't anyway, so that's what I'm gonna say about yeah. hair salons and now I go there okay, so this is the best wait here's the thing
2: <laughs> so I just
0: I just figured this out my salon just started they just changed their hours of operation so now they're open on Mondays and there're only like two people in there working it's like they're super down day so I only excuse me I only I'm so excited I'm gonna cry I only go in. There, I only go in there now on Mondays for any appointment and I'm always the only person yeah. in there you're right and there's like nothing in the air cleaner like clean. it's yeah. kind
1: of amazing yeah so anyway yeah. no I mean it's I mean and that's the thing you can't hide that so you can detect it immediately yeah. and yeah. like I mean I, my experience at 10 over 10 I always appreciate you walk in and it smells like clean air like yeah. you're not getting Thanks fumes because you. you're using even the nail polish remover we and this is
2: the other thing like yeah The nail polish remover. But I think the most important thing that we do probably, even though we make cleaner products, is that we're a completely formaldehyde-free salon. So we do not carry any, like, these nail-strengthening base coats that have formaldehyde hidden in them, anything like that. And that really offers the clean air. And we focus a lot on ventilation mm -hmm. in our salons to keep... The filter's Mm -hmm. going and like the clean air moving throughout the salon. It's interesting as we've expanded outside of New York to see the regulation in other states. Mm -hmm. So in Texas, it's very intense. So in Texas, we have to put a vent at every single manicure station and behind every pedicure station. So
0: is that okay? So here's my question about regulation.
2: And I guess it's state by
0: state. But the cosmetics industry in general falls under FDA purview but obviously does not need to be FDA approved to right. go to market. But so the regulation that you're talking about, is that just from like a real estate? like It's for service.
2: So for, oh, oh, for service. For, okay. Yeah. for So for retail businesses, okay. it's state by state. Okay. So it's very different from California, Texas, New York. New York, we did not have a single regulation in place oh until God. May 2016 when the New York Times did a very in-depth two-part Yeah, that was a big Dive into the nail salon industry. Since then, we've had some regulation. Um, Thank God. I mean, I cannot believe how long that One of them being the masks that you're seeing. Yeah. And you have to wear a mask during service when you're filing or cutting just in case something is airborne. Mm -hmm. It's not if if you have a natural nail and you're filing the nail, that's not going to be toxic to you. But if you're filing an acrylic nail, Mm -hmm. that could be toxic. I think
1: that's what it is thinking about
2: the other markets.
1: Like my mom's in Phoenix everybody's got acrylics. And and you walk in and everybody's
2: got these like buzz
1: saws going. It's very disturbing. And they're wearing the mask the whole time. time. And the
2: other thing was gloves just because obviously a fungus or something like that, you can really get it very easily and it's very hard to get rid of. But it was astounding. We never had an inspector walk in our door for the first six years we were in business. Great for starting a business. (laughs) (laughs) Not good for humankind. (laughs) So, yeah, so we've seen it come a long way. I feel like because there's so much more on the political agenda these days, I think they've backed off a little bit. But Texas was definitely the most stringent mm-hmm. in terms of regulation from a retail perspective. It was right. surprising
0: that it was more stringent than uh, California. Yeah. yeah. they usually set the pace for everyone. Yeah, Absolutely. It's true. It's like their mission to slow down every business. <laughs> I'll <laughs> well, mean, I had to
1: check all the boxes. I know.
0: I know. Love you, California. Um, but so just going back to the ingredients for one minute and, the, sure. you know, talking about what's not in it. So, okay. So this is where I get a little bit tripped up because I feel like this kind of applies to so many different industries right mm-hmm. now as we all move toward like healthier ingredients and everything is like X, Y, and you know it's free of X, Y, and Z. But then it's like, okay, so what what are you substituting in there for that ingredient? Because that part is not being, that there's no transparency on that end. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it becomes this like game of whack-a-mole, right? Where you're like, oh, I've now taken out this ingredient, but I'm not going to tell you what I replaced it with. And I think that because it's also new, whatever we're replacing it with, We don't really know necessarily if that's toxic or not. right? So, you know, I mean, I I think it's interesting. And again, it's not just nail polish, but it's everything. It's like, well, when, you know, when are we going to get to a place where it's just like full transparency and we see everything that's in it as opposed to everything that's been taken out of it?
2: Right. And I think it's for us, we work very closely with our chemists. So we take things out and we don't put anything back in. And it really, we just work towards a formula that's cleaner. Yeah, It's never natural. There's no such thing as natural nail polish in my yeah. mind. And we don't stand on that mm-hmm. platform right. and say that ever. But I agree with you. It's really scary because, you know, in two years from now, whatever ingredient skincare products are using as a replacement, what is that going to, what research are we going to have to say that that's you know, a carcinogen or a hormone disruptor or whatever we're scared of right. that could be potentially harmful. I think, you know, people have to do their own research. Totally. And I think you have to have brands that you trust and ones that you know are going to go out there and put their best foot forward and try to find the best things for you. Mm-hmm. And there are some chemicals out there that aren't going to be harmful to your system either. So right, right. it's okay right. to have yeah, chemicals right. aren't always preservatives going and, to call
1: ca- ca- right. cause cancer. Obviously, if you're talking about beauty products in general, in this in this area specifically, nails yeah. like yes, you can make a plant based you know skin care that you could actually eat because there are no chemicals. Just in rub it. some beets on your cheeks. Totally. Right? Call it rouge. Yeah. Just pinch um, your cheeks. Ladies. But if you're going to put something on your nails, you are getting chemicals. But to your point, like yeah. not all chemicals are going to kill you or yes. even be harmful. It's just a matter of being as transparent as possible about what
2: you totally. You're actually- and there's a bill that is trying to get through Congress right now about transparency of ingredients because right now there's not even regulation saying that people have to publish their ingredients Mm -hmm. and be totally transparent with their ingredients, which is really dangerous for a consumer because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of allergies out there. There's a lot of disease out there where people actually can't use certain things Mm -hmm. on their bodies and they know and they're very specific about it. But if a brand can't even communicate. Right. That's you know, when flag. we work with brands, I, the first thing I say is always like, are you at least five free? Because we have regulation. I've been looked at as though I have three heads because the marketing team or whoever's working on that brand doesn't even understand what that means. Right. So we have a long way to go. But I think informing yourself is the key to it.
0: Yeah. Can I just I'm just going to give you one example yes. of like <laughs> my crazy town. So just speaking of like once you take something out and then you put something back in. So when I was searching for a car seat for a baby, I can't even imagine where the story is going. (laughs) I mean, I basically just spent like years, years trying to find. You're like, the baby is seven, but he still needs a car seat. (laughs) I'm still looking. No, so I spent years literally just trying to find a car seat that did not have flame retardants in it. Mm. Because everything has been... Just like soaked with flame retardants. I mean, literally like everything, all of our furniture, totally another story. like a whole other
1: episode. But um,
0: (laughs) but it really is. But I will say that. So the car seat example is, so baby. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: big shout out to baby for being the first car seat to, first brand to introduce a non-flame retardant car seat. And so they kept, so all the other brands basically kept taking out the main chemical and then they just replaced it with this other chemical. that I looked up and I'm like, this is just as toxic. Are you people right. kidding? And so finally, up a baby just said, oh, wait a minute. Here's a natural fiber that's naturally flame retardant. Mm-hmm. Wool. And they <laughs> just used effing wool for right. the car seat. And I was like, I cannot believe it took this long for them to figure out or... Maybe there well, was maybe some the, kind of regulation around it, but maybe it, was, it was cheaper to make it in a whatever the material way. was and just make soak it with the flame retardant chemicals. I mean, it was just so shocking to me that where they landed was wool. wool. And I'm, I'm
2: like, <laughs> right, oh, keep it basic. Keep it
0: basic. They didn't have to substitute it with <laughs> right. anything else. Anyway, that's yeah. my piece on on yeah. flame retardant.
2: Substitutions, which we totally weren't talking about. No, <laughs> everybody go get a, no, it. Everybody sense. go get an up-a-baby
0: car seat right now. It no, makes but sense. I like,
2: often think about that with a bath because I'm such a bath taker. And so I basically will take a bath every opportunity, every single night. I always go back to, okay, I'm just going to soak in Epsom salt because mm-hmm. I find all these amazing baths and I love them. And I think they're luxurious and amazing, but I'm kind of like, I can't read half the ingredients right. in the yeah. package. And I'm a well-informed person. Why not just go the clean route? Because it's right. actually easier. You know what it is. Yeah, right. you know what it is. I
0: know. Like, I got those goop bath salts, and I was like, tried to do the phys ed one, and I was like, what? Cornstarch? Like, why is there cornstarch <laughs> in this? I want to sit in <laughs> a bath of cornstarch.
2: Right. When you think about it, it's yeah. kind of crazy. I think we overcomplicate things.
1: Yeah. Well, right. um, it's it's just wool. Right. 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 It's just right. wool. Well, so on that topic, though, because I think you, you've you said that you kind of got, you sort of got woke to this whole clean beauty movement and you already had the business.
2: So, I mean, what was that experience like for you? Did you already have kids at that point or? I had just had my first daughter, but when we were conceiving of 10 over 10, I was pregnant and, you know, she's a little over seven now. So we were building the salon and I was very much into, okay, I'm going to make sure that whatever I'm putting on my body is very safe for my pregnancy. And then once she was born, all of a sudden, it was like, okay, now I'm nursing, and it's still about what's on my body, but now, okay, now she has diaper cream and all these things, and you know, my pediatrician was like, just use Aquaphor for everything, and I was like, but there's petroleum in there, right. and then this light bulb went off, and I was like, okay, wait a second, I have to be as conscientious for her as I am about what I'm putting in my own on my own skin, including in my beauty routine, and that was really when we incorporated this mission into ten over ten mm-hmm. because. My business partners were moms, also new moms. And it just became so much a part of our thinking that it happened very naturally. And we found a couple of lines out there that we really liked that were less toxic. And then eventually we we made our own line in year right. two of the business. That's what I was going to ask. So yes. it was after only one year. That's incredible. Yeah, I was at the end of year two. But yeah. Yeah. So we launched with six colors. And it was more because we felt like everything out there that was safer for you was a little bit... Like, the packaging wasn't so elegant, a little hippy-dippy. Yeah, the colors weren't so amazing. Yeah. So we're kind of like, okay, how can we get, like, a chic, elegant yeah. range of colors and make it ourselves? So we did it kind of as a fun thing at first, and it really grew from there. And today we have about 50 shades in yeah. the line. it's um, good quality stuff. Thank you. But yeah. it also has to work, yeah, right? right? Yeah, right. And it stays so, on. It. Yeah. Right. So we weren't going to make it unless it actually worked, and it stays. It, I mean, again, we're not trying to compete with the gel polish, But we don't make any claims of like, okay, this is going to last seven days. It really depends on your body chemistry. It depends on how often you use your hands, things like that. But I feel as though we've become sort of a trusted place for safer nails. And it's from an environmental aspect. It's from a product aspect. It's from safer employment practices, things Mm -hmm. like that. So it's like we're all awake as consumers. And so it's like if you want to spend your money in a nail salon, maybe you'll feel better doing it at Mm -hmm. 10 over 10 than somewhere else. Right.
0: And I love all the colors. Are they still all named after like a Manhattan yes. Street? Yeah, they are. Or New York City Is Street? Is it all
2: New York, even though now you've got it's, Austin and uh, yes. L.A.? it's all New York, but we do have an Austin color. Oh, you do? And an L.A. color.
1: Oh, I haven't seen those. Yeah. Or maybe I have. Yeah. I feel like they probably are waiting for their own color
2: right. channel. to. But you've done incredible partnerships, too. You've yes. done a lot of collaborations. We've done a lot of collaborations, mostly with like minded businesses in the wellness industry in general. Um, we did one with Soul Cycle early on, which was a lot of fun. Our most recent one was with Taryn Toomey, mm-hmm. which she teaches here in New York. Obviously, you're going to do and an HTW color. Obviously.
0: Oh, obviously.
1: <laughs> I would love
2: to. Wait,
0: what color would it even be? I don't know. Yeah, what's
1: your signature color? I mean, we both tend to go for this like almost oh. flesh tone Barbie. Kind of, hands just look so pretty. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just because it's. Still, I don't know. Longer. Maybe it would just be peach.
2: Yeah, that's true. Our brand color. We're gonna come back to you. Okay, we're good, gonna show you some swatches. Good. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So the collaborations have been really fun, but truly, even though we have fifty colors, we have about six products in the line today that are about nail care. Mm-hmm. And that's where our business is. It's mm-hmm. for people who like you, Zoe, or like, I want to take something to my neighbor nail salon. I might like not have the time to make it to a 10 over 10 or something that's a little bit safer for me, which we totally get. I'm guilty of it too. I'll never forget, in a year or two of our business, I ran to a local nail salon and I was kind of hiding my face and I looked up and I saw one of my manicures there and I was like, oh, what are you no. doing here, You go, And she's like, well, what, she's are, like, you what are you doing? doing here? I was like, oh, sorry, you're right. <laughs> I was like, don't tell anyone. Um, Did you at least bring your own color? Yes, okay. yes. But I know that feeling of just having to get it done. Yeah. So our nail care really thrives in that area because people take it. Their local nail salon Mm -hmm. and gives them an opportunity to just say, Okay, at least I'm doing something a little bit better and going to the salon. But there's a hygiene aspect to it also, which is a whole other conversation. Right. There
0: is. Okay, can we just talk really quickly about whether or not you're supposed to get your cuticles just pushed back or you're supposed to actually just rip them out? I think I know the answer, but I mean when you put
2: it that way, I think (laughs) we know the answer. Don't rip them. I mean, they're there for a reason. It's a protective barrier. So you're definitely not supposed to cut them back. You're supposed to cut anything that's hanging just so you don't tear your, or peel your skin. Right, right. But that's really all you should be doing. Yeah. So, just lightly push back, I would say. That's exactly what I say. <laughs>
0: yes. And they just always push. they always presented it, they're like lightly push back. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's never like, yeah. yeah. And the Brazilian manicure is actually like get rid of all cuticle because like, they get rid of everything. Right. The there you go. <laughs> yeah. Brazil. And, and I think it's across like all thing? of South America. A cuticle like free manicure. Cuticle free manicure. It's
0: gnarly. Two things I will never do again Brazilian wax <laughs> and a. <laughs> Brazilian manicure. Yeah. Well, you no, know, I want my yeah. cuticles. There Although I do have a lot of hangnails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's talk
2: about <laughs> my
1: constant dishwashing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that will cause your hangnails.
1: Um, so, okay. So now you have four salons in, or six in New York.
2: Four in New York, in New York one in Austin, and one in right, LA. Six total. Yes, six total. Are there plans for expansion? There are plans for expansion. We've been, we've kind of slowed down on our retail expansion the past year because we've Again, been so focused on product. Mm -hmm. We're so passionate about getting non toxic nail care out to the masses that um, we've really been working on just our products Mm -hmm. and getting more out there in the pipeline. So we have a lot in the pipeline. But in exciting news, we're launching with Target in February. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're going to be in 700, thank you, at 765 doors and on Target.com. And for us, it's such a hurdle to have overcome because suddenly you have a big mass retailer taking interest in Mm -hmm. clean beauty Mm -hmm. in a real way. So, you know... Two years ago, I think they had 300 doors where they had clean beauty. Mm-hmm. Now it's 765. So we're really excited. That is so fantastic. just to put that in perspective, there are approximately 1,600
0: Target stores, I, yes, think. I think. So you're going to be, be, be in too. about half of yes, them, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's exactly. pretty awesome. Yeah, Congrats. we're really
2: excited. Thank you. And I think we have maybe 40 vendors today. So it also, you know, changes our business significantly, mm-hmm. but just to be able to have people have more access to safer nail Totally. But options. you also, you are available online, right? You yes. You have a direct-to-consumer channel. Yes. We have a direct-to-consumer channel. We sell with Violet Gray. We sell with net a So we mm-hmm. have some really nice partners and a lot of clean beauty mm-hmm. stores sell our product, but nothing on this level. No, that's fantastic. Really Congratulations. Get... Thank you. Thank you. So
0: here's my question about product line extension. You yes. don't have to give anything away. But we were talking about Erica's nail health earlier. Mm. Yes. Her splitting nails. Yes. Her gel habit.
1: <laughs> we've kept... I am clean now. I've, so, um, how
0: long have you been like clean? Like 120 <laughs> days and counting. Yeah. You're going to get a chip at the end of the session. <laughs> um, so, we, so So I'm thinking about just overall, you know, hair, skin, and nail health. Do you have any plans to go into the supplement
2: space? No. <laughs> Period. <laughs> That's a short story. answer. No. I mean, I think for us, supplements are a very tricky industry. Um, there's a lot, obviously there's more regulation around it, which isn't the reason not to do it, but we're not doctors, we're not experts in what you should ingest. And so for us, we kind of feel like you can get there that somewhere else. Yeah. And we're somebody else's sandbox. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I believe. Again, I back to basics. Like I think if you drink a lot of water <laughs> and you're well hydrated and you're taking the right vitamins and supplements that are for your body, then right, your nails and hair and skin will thrive from it. I also am, for me personally, a true believer in your diet doing a lot for you yeah, and more probably than supplements can do. So I think for now we'll stay away from it. Never say never, I guess. Yeah. That is a
1: wise business Decision. yeah I mean yeah. I
2: think especially you guys
1: do one thing and you do it quite well mm-hmm. and you have all Thank of these you. other products that you can now so I was just curious which channel is stronger for you is it the nail care or the color when you're doing your- so
2: right that's what I was going to say before is that so we have about 50 colors on the line we have six SKUs that are just nail care At the moment. And is that like base coat, That's our base coat, our cuticle oil, our remover, our top coat, um, our non-toxic nail dryer. And then we bottled the remover, Mm -hmm. and that is like 80% of our business. Just the remover? No, just those The the care, got it. So the care is really where people are paying attention, which is nice. Yeah. Because those are the things that are really harsh. If you use an acetone to remove your nail polish, then... Right. Your nails are going to be dried out and splitting, and right. And to your point, re- if you
1: use those care products, then even if you use a less than perfect color, yes. you're still getting like the base. You know, the foundation yeah. is is healthier in the yeah. first place. So that's good. I
0: yeah. like the dryer. So right, it's just the dryer. Yes, that's like the best. It's thing like in a the magic trick that they do at <laughs> the, end of the appointment. They're and like,
1: is... I'm going to come back with your
0: tops. Right, just like wait, and those. then it's going to be instantly dry and it's so crazy to me that that can be
2: pretty non-toxic right it's like yeah i mean we have three ingredients in our nail dryer it's a non-solvent base we never also want to make a product just to make a product so there's a lot of good nail dryers out there how can we do this differently and so we approached it from that we have rosemary in it so it really cuts the smell of Mm the nail polish so you know how like two hours later you're like oh my hands smell yeah it really cuts the nails the nail polish smell and it's also it's a non-solvent based which a lot of nail dryers aren't it's made with isododecane and which i don't know if that means anything to you but <laughs> anyway it's a very clean formula and same with our cuticle oil it's like there's so many cuticle oils yeah. out there how do we do it differently our applicator is really different i don't know if you've tried it but it's got a little roller ball mm-hmm. so it's something that's typically used for fine lines on your face but we feel like it fits really nicely in your cuticle so it's just kind of like turning, owning the hand and foot space, not getting into supplements yet, and really turning these products on their heads and just in a, being innovative and making them better for you and safer for you, but also fun to use and TSA friendly when we can. And, mm-hmm. you know, safe for your little girls to get into your closet or your little boys and like use themselves as well. right? Yeah. You know? That's great.
0: I like it. I like the TSA-friendly approach.
2: Anything that we'll... Anything, yeah. I mean, let's talk
1: about how not TSA-friendly Zoe is. <laughs> it is like... Do you want to talk about it? I mean, I'm happy to talk about it. All right, let me tell you what happens.
2: <laughs> Every time I go Just Do you have to through, throw everything away?
1: <laughs> she needs like a private uh, I need,
2: I need detail. About,
0: I need to pad my airport trip with like another solid... 30 minutes than the average person because I always opt out of that crazy <laughs> cancer machine. I'm sorry, but I have a, I, we all have a we, we have a toxic cancer allowance. And if I'm going to spend mine, it's not going to be at the it's not going to be on a car seat no. or is it going right. to be in the airport. No, it's going to be like something I'm really enjoying, like I don't know, <laughs> too much like a martini. I don't know. Anyway, but so I don't go through I'll go through a metal detector, but I won't go through the thing where put your, you have to put your hands up mm-hmm. and it goes zh- zh- zh. they don't have that really in other like, the U.S. is a little slow on this one. Don't mean to scare anyone, but I always opt out. And so you have to tell the TSA guy. This is my favorite story of all time, by the way. <laughs> Am I going to tell the story? Yeah. So I, you have to tell them, like, I'm opting out. And then they just give you the most annoyed look you've ever seen in your life. They roll their eyes, and then they yell, female opt out. And they, like, yell it just <laughs> up into the sky. And, like, hopefully hopefully someone <laughs> hears you and comes over, a female, and pats you down, takes you like aside, and then pats you down because you don't want to go through the machine. So literally one time I was standing there for like, i not kidding, like 30 minutes easily oh. and watching like a hundred people go past me in that span of time. And so every like 10 minutes, the guy in this voice would be like, female opt out. And I'm, <laughs> like, like, no one can hear you. I'm like, no one can hear you. No one can hear you. No one can hear you. And I'm standing there telling him like, no one can hear you. And then finally, like, I yell female opt out like really loud, and then he yells like angry female. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, and then I'm like burning, my ears are like burning red. I finally like make it through. I have to then go, of course, and tell my story to like the TSA manager, and I'm like, Your employee <laughs> just yelled angry female. Opt-out.
1: Ow. Every time I go to the airport, I'm not kidding. I was like, every time I walk through that machine, I think of Zoe. I hear the voice in my head, angry female, opt out. I was like, I'm not angry. I just don't want to die of cancer,
2: okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, I do the same thing. I opt out every time. Yeah. And they do. They look at you like they're so annoyed they're that so you made off. that decision. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's my body. I can make this decision. And they leave you hanging for a long time, a I long think intentionally. Time. Until you get angry. Right. So that you don't opt out next time. And yeah. That yeah. might be what it is. Oh, so, man. Oh, good Lord. I'm sorry. <laughs> I digress. But
0: uh, that is the, that's that's what happens if you go to an airport with me. <laughs> that's funny.
1: Yeah. We fly differently.
0: Um Well,
2: take your TSA-friendly beauty products so that at least your bag right, will get at least your those. bag will get to By where way, your, then destination. your bag's sitting on the other end for 30, it, for 30
1: minutes. And <laughs> <minutes>, that's <laughs> where I'm coming in. I just watch the bags. I really appreciate that you guys are are you're so passionate and so committed about this sector because I think, you know, something that we try to do a lot here is kind of call attention to things that people maybe it deserves a second thought, you know, right. and it's skincare, like you were saying, skincare is everybody's kind of becoming more informed about, you know, plant-based versus all the chemical and hair. And then nails become sort of like this, yeah. what you call last frontier, but I think sometimes an afterthought. Yeah. Because I think people will say like, oh yeah, I do, you know, my diet's really clean. And, you know, right. I do this for my skin and I do all of my, check all
2: my wellness boxes. And then they're right. like sitting in a shitty salon getting I, formaldehyde. On yeah. Hands. I mean, I also think there's a little bit of this like narcissism that can happen with self-care where you're so consumed by thinking about what's better for you that it's actually not paralyzing. Yeah, it can be paralyzing. So I also come at it from Who actually wants to think about it that much when it comes to their nails? It's a small part of their body. Their skin is way more important. It's the largest organ of their body. If I were to say buy one clean beauty product today, if you don't have any, I would say deodorant. I wouldn't say nail polish, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, or base coat. So I believe in us doing the thinking for you. So you you don't have to become consumed by it. The whole point of wellness and better for you is that it's actually making your life better. Mm -hmm. So if you're... I found myself at some point a year ago waking up in the morning and being like, okay, I have to make my morning turmeric tonic and I have to have my five minutes of meditation and I have to do – and I was so stressed out that I had to do all these things that I had to like scale back and make sure that I was taken care of me and just having those moments with my children and doing all these things. So with 10 over 10, we really want to do the thinking for you. Mm -hmm. So you just have a trusted place to go to. So you don't have to think about it
1: too much. at the end of the day, getting your nails done is supposed to feel nice and luxurious. luxurious. And if you have to overthink it, then that's totally counterproductive. So it's nice that you guys are offering that option and that key to people.
2: And we love nails because there's no sort of hangups around nails. Everybody has... Ten fingers and everyone like no matter your age, you know like grandmothers can come in with their right. grandchildren. It's not like in fashion where people have hangups about their bodies or their sizes. It's just a very feel good industry, mm-hmm. which is really nice it to be nice. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: a good line, good line of work. You know, it is yeah, very yeah. So just
2: really just making people happy and yeah,
1: delivering yeah. a little dose of indulgence whenever whenever it's available.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a moment. Good. It is a meditative moment, I would say. Yeah.
1: I think everyone's certainly
0: suffering from some wellness fatigue, including myself. Yeah. As you can see, if I have like a total panic attack, at like <laughs> TSA, then safe to say.
2: It's probably not in my best interest. I
0: should probably just go
1: through the fucking machine. Like, <laughs> right. Is the heart attack going to kill you faster than the machine? Yeah, I'm going to have like
2: <laughs> yeah. a stroke at like JFK. Yes. Sometimes I, I see women using this, like, you know, like your hands are actually being occupied so you can't use your phone while you're getting yes. a manicure, yeah. which I love. But sometimes I see someone like reach their pinky over that I call it the grab and they kind of like you know will scoot their phone forward so they yeah, can go through that and I'm like you know what just like just, we'll just be, give it close minutes. your eyes for yeah. 10 minutes yeah. like enjoy this because it's, Cause cause it's very, rare very good point yeah very good argument
0: but, I try and just put the like buds in and like listen to a podcast yeah when that's I'm good doing it. yeah I was listening so, to Michelle Obama this very morning oh. <laughs>
1: Lovely. Good practice. It's really practice. Just a nice. Moment. I want to get a manicure with Michelle Obama. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what it felt like, like. I felt like I was sitting with Michelle and she was telling me how she met Brock. It was amazing. amazing. Yeah.
0: She's pretty rad. So two questions.
2: Your partner, your co-founder? Yes. You still both involved? Yes. So there are two co-founders. Um, Adair Iliansky is my partner in New York, and we founded the business together. And then Jacqueline Ferber, who's my sister also. And she's Came in in year two and really helped us get the product business off the ground and is now heavily involved, fully roped into the L.A. salon. And so the three of us are partners.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah, That's great. And then so great that you can work with your sibling.
2: Yes. It's been, it's just added (laughs) a whole other layer to our relationship, which has been really nice. nice. Um, In a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's not perfect, you know, like we yeah. go through our moments, obviously. But I have an incredible amount of respect for her. We're very different from each other. So I think our strengths and weaknesses really balance each other well.
0: That's, that's so nice. It's so funny affair. I, I yeah. like it. Yeah. I like it. You know, siblings are often so different. Anyway,
2: where do you see 10 over 10 in like five years? What's the, what's the dream? So I think now that we've kind of had a year to really reset and think about the product business and where we're going with that, We are also as equally interested and and passionate about the service side of the business. I think... For us, the experience has been really developed and textured in our salons. We have to do a better job of making that experience relay online because that's just where the world is. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of in a transition of making sure that that's relayed online. We have a lot of product in the pipeline, but we have a lot of salons up our sleeve that we want to open in the coming years as well. I think in the short term, we're going to be focusing on L.A. and New York expansion, which is exciting. And from there... Who knows? But we would love to see this very fragmented industry become unified by 10 over 10, mm-hmm. and it become a beacon and a trusted place for safer yeah. nails. You guys it could be like the standard bearers, basically. It could be like the 10 over 10 sort of seal, right? Yeah. You set yeah. the standard. Yeah. And, and could really— be the council. I mean, the reason we did our products, the nail care, was because the back bar products were so— unsafe. So the cuticle oil, the lotion, everything that we're using for every single service in a back bar size was really hard to find a clean version of. Mm -hmm. So we decided, okay, we're going to make our own. Mm -hmm. So even if we could provide wholesale back bar to salons throughout the country so that you could get a clean manicure anywhere. We just defined back bar. So back bar is Gallon size. Like the industrial size. Yes. Yeah. That we're refilling tabletop items with. So that's in every place that you're going to. It's unmarked. There's, you know, there's no regulation around what people are putting in these bottles. Right. So it's also kind of scary. Take note. Yeah. So we use paraben-free lotion and we, you know, but we're coming out with the hand lotion next year. So we're really excited because... Every single person that walks in our door will use that in service from now mm-hmm. on. So, but we have big plans oh, to I take over it. this fragmented industry um, and do it in a safer, less toxic way so that people, again, just don't have to worry about it as much. I love that. Sounds like a good plan. Can I make one suggestion yes, for please. a retail location?
0: Yes. Uh, selfishly, can you just something, drop, <laughs> something, <laughs> drop, drop something right between Fort Greene and Clinton Hill in okay. Brooklyn?
1: You find me a space, I'll come see it. <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> I will find you a space. <laughs> uh, well, this has been so um, interesting and really nice to just catch up and hear how you're thinking about this. Because I think it's um, an important conversation for people to just kind of wake up to. So thank you for being here. And um, thank you for having before me. Before you go, can you tell us, please? Oh, yeah. Let's talk <laughs> about your fantasy dinner party. Uh. Gosh. I mean, who's getting their nails done under a tree somewhere in Tuscany <laughs>
2: All right. Fantasy I mean, dinner
0: party, we're asking it of, again, I'm just going to repeat, a 10-month pregnant woman. Yes. Okay, but her husband is a chef.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, not a chef, but a restaurant her operator. Her husband is a restaurateur, yes, yes. yes. I mean, I think for me, it's kind of funny. Whenever I think about who would I want to bring together, the first thing that comes to my mind is my children with my grandparents. And it really is because they added so much to my life and they really have so much history and so much knowledge about our, you know, our family heritage and things like that. And I talk about them all the time to my kids. My kids are seven and five now. I'm so corny that and, I just got, like, goosebumps. I love it. No, I love it. But to have them, I think, sit around. And I could say all the... Like, yes, I'd love to have dinner with Oprah. I would love to sit down at a table with Barack Obama. Well, maybe your grandma would also like to have dinner with <laughs> right, Oprah. Right, so. true, true. We could have them all there. <laughs> but truly, if I had to pick a handful of people, it, was to ha- it would be to have an opportunity to have them interact with each other. My grandfather, on my mom's side, his name was McMargo, and he owned toy stores his whole life and lived so cool. in London. Oh my God, that's and, every child's dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And would open the boot of his car and just as a grandchild, you'd remember that. But he was such a big influence on my life that I actually named my first business after him. It was called McMargo, which was a store in the West Village. And he's just had such a big impact on me. And then my dad's side was in Uruguay. So it's a very sort of culturally rich Family that I come from, and I would just love for my children to experience that. I love that. So, oh, I love that. Manicures or no manicures, Tuscany or totally. no Tuscany. But
1: okay, so then are you serving also then a child-friendly meal, or are your kids <laughs> just
2: gonna eat whatever uh, shows up? I always envy my mom who says, yeah, I just whatever I was making for my for your father and myself, I would put on the table for you kids. Like, that doesn't happen in my house.
0: I, I, you know, I kind of I. Yeah, I would say it happens maybe 50% of the time. right? And then a solid 50, it's just, I give in to whatever. Pizza, right. chicken fingers. Whatever I know they're going to eat. Yeah, right. or yes. pizza. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of depressing. But... Oh, it's a little depressing. But... <sighs> we'll yeah, my
2: son has a good palate, which I'm, I'm happy with one out of two at this yeah. point. He's always, always asking time. for a kale salad. I oh. said, oh, that's very... 2000, I guess,
0: 15, You're like, <laughs> don't date yourself. What are you 2000 <laughs> late, kid? <laughs> You're seven? How old is seven? Yeah, he's five. He's
2: five. Oh, five. Okay, yeah. so, wait, so can I, what were you selling at McMargo's? So, at McMargo, we sold clothing and accessories, women's clothing and accessories. And it was before, really, e-commerce was a big thing. So, like... Yeah. I had the exclusivity on Isabel Marant in downtown wow. Manhattan. Wow. You know, which was kind of like, whoa. Yeah. Um, Alexander Wang's very first line of six sweaters I sold at my store. Wow. So it was a very highly curated, specific experience, but it was very dependent on me being there, you know, because yeah. everyone wanted to shop when I was there. And it was <laughs> this kind of thing. And it so it wasn't scalable. And then, but I had it for eight years and it was a great time, but I just didn't want to do fashion online.
0: I'm sort of like envisioning the opening ceremony of today. It's a, a, lot, to, smaller.
2: a lot smaller. <laughs> yeah. um, a lot smaller. It was fun, but I don't miss it. All right. So you've been in the
0: retail game for a minute. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Which is
2: good. Well, it was so nice talking
0: to you. Thank I love you, this you subject, too. and um, I'm so excited to hear about your. Next project that's going to be happening any minute Thank now. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And yes. I can't wait to hear what color
1: you want to call I right know. Now. <laughs> we can't wait either. Um, and congratulations on Target. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, we'll send people to 10over10.com. Thank you. And also to the salons. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Thanks for coming. That's good. Thanks for listening to HTW. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and make sure and rate us on iTunes. You can even give us five whole stars if you think we deserve it. If you have ideas for guests or topics, you can call our 1-800 number. Yes, we have a 1-800 number at 800-674-1839 or holler at us on social at htwpodcast. You can also head to our website
0: at htwpodcast.com for more episode info and check out our Daily Blend blog to see what we're drinking.